Hello and welcome to Dungeon Regular, a show about modules, adventures, and dungeons. I'm Nova, also known as Idle Cartulary, and I'm reading through Dungeon Magazine one module at a time. I'll summarize that module, talk about its strengths and weaknesses, and then talk about a few interesting things about it that could be used at the table or impact your own homebrew design. Today I'm going to talk about The Lady of the Lake by Laura Ferguson in issue number 5, May 1987. It's intended as an introductory module, where the party encounter a dying girl with an unknown ailment and must bring her to Orb Lake else she die. It consists some overland travel and a small village. It's a light enough module that it will be suitable for most any fantasy adventure game. In fact, it's something that, like the previous Riggs module, either needed to be reduced to a simple random encounter or expanded considerably. What can we take back to our table from the Lady of the Lake, even if we don't use it in our home campaign? Number one, nasty surprises. The party has left a necklace of strangulation by some enemies that they never meet in the first scene, with the intent that they give it to the girl and it strangles her. For an introductory module, I feel like such a situation-ending addition is cruel, as it will either polish off the main plot and leave nothing to run, or it will reduce the party by one. If you're going to include a trap, it needs foreshadowing, and there's no link between the girl, the people who did this to her, and any necklace of strangulation. Make sure you include foreshadowing in any traps in your modules. Number two, a friendly village. I quite like the village of Gidnia. The characters you meet here have potential, although I would have preferred a little more personality and happenstance, guiding them to spend more time with the player characters. I love that the characters exist in relationships, they're engaged, or married, or children, or parents. I think this is a really valuable addition. In general, I feel like adding connections and interests between NPCs and PCs, making sure their goals align, always helps any table as players are quite often looking for guides, or assistants, or at least friends. Number 3. Set Encounters It's interesting how often simple maps are used in Dungeon Magazine at this time rather than hex crawls. In this case, I think it'll cause problems, because the majority of the encounters are location-based even when they don't need to be, and without the hexes binding them, I could see them being accidentally bypassed. And the truth is, the random encounters aren't too interesting in and of themselves. The locations are interconnected, too, with the NPCs in one area, impacting the NPCs in another, although not dynamically. It's a neat, interesting, fun area. Number four, the random encounters. These random encounters, whilst not individually interesting, are directly related to the surrounding locations. There's not much else to add there. This is just something we should always do. Make random encounters relate to what's around them. That bear isn't the one with the den over there. That flying streak is the mage in Area B. This reinforces the sense of space significantly, foreshadows other encounters, and gives people hooks and makes them want to travel and explore in the locations. Number five, an anticlimactic ending. The bandits who harmed the girl never show up, and if she arrives at Orb Lake, she simply disappears without helping. The PCs will get a reward at some point in the future. It says two weeks. This delayed gratification makes sense because she's injured, but also yields no climax. So there's no final encounter with the evil sorcerer who tried to strangle the party, and there's no immediate reward for assisting the girl. I think that some suggestions for loose threads will be really strong here. It's revealed at the lake that the girl is, in fact, a powerful spirit, a phantasm, 
and they've earned her favour. What else, aside from a plus one magical item, could be the reward? Access to the ethereal plane, or a favour by someone who has access, a token to be redeemed. A plus one magical item, although suitable for low-level introductory parties, is underwhelming, especially when only arriving a few weeks later. A favour from the lake spirit, however, kindles the imagination. I'd love for something like that to be the expectation for new players rather than a magical sword that inflicts only an extra point of damage. That's the Lady of the Lake in a nutshell. I hope that you'll join me for the next episode of Dungeon Regular. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Mastodon at Idle Cartillery, and I write reviews and blog at playfulvoid.game.blog. If you'd like to support Dungeon Regular, please visit my Kofi at co-v forward slash idlecartillery. You can make a one-off donation or become a member. Members get free copies of Dungeon Re- Dungeons regularly, my zine of blank dungeon maps. They are prioritised for questions to be included in Dungeon Regular mailbag episodes. They can make suggestions of future bathtub reviews and get to see bathtub reviews a week in advance on my Kofi before they go public. Our theme music is an extract from Turning the Page by Kirk Osamayo on the free music archive used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you for listening to Dungeon Regular.